Brandon, what's going on? What's it's your up, everybody? It's your boy, Headphone Kill, and I'm back with Brandon Tassif and Brennan. What's up, man? It's a football Tuesday. It's a football Tuesday. Uh, so, there's no basketball news. There's a couple MLB things we need to get to, but... I'm not going to hold us back anymore because, wow, was that Monday night a doozy. Let's get right to the kickoff. Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Here we go. Brennan. Football's back, Joe. Football is back. Um, I wanted to start with on a positive note. You wanted Bradley Chubb to step up, and he did. Yes, in a big, bad way. He was very good last night. He made yeah. his presence known. Had what, two, three sacks? Two sacks? Three. Three? Yeah. I would say he was, he was all over the field, boy. Yeah. Um, um, we're talking about uh, Denver, Seattle. It was supposed to be a big Russell Wilson revenge game. It was. Uh, I believe I had that. And, none of the sorts. <laughs> and that was embarrassing. That was. I've never seen a more. Poorly coached game, I think, in my life by yeah, an NFL bad. coach, alleged NFL coach. I, I sent out a tweet. I was very, but I just want to preference everything with I had Russell Wilson as my fantasy quarterback and I lost my fantasy game by three points. Another touchdown would have been great at any point, guys. Um, <laughs> but I've, uh, I immediately texted my group chat. I was like, Are you telling me this? Are you telling me Nathaniel Hackett interviewed that much better? Than Eric Bieniemy, Eric Bieniemy could have lost this fucking game. Jesus H. Yeah, like, right. I've never seen poor clock management. They had three timeouts with a minute to go, sixty-four yarder, and decided to go for it. It's fourth and five. Fucking go for the five yards. Now I can understand because apparently Russ doesn't know where any line to go was. He kept throwing short of the end zone. He kept throwing short of first downs. He just would not try to get the extra yardage that he needed or the routes they were running were never deep enough than they needed to be. But they started off their, I knew, I knew they were doomed when they started off their game winning drive, handing the ball to a well beyond his prime Melvin Gordon. That was the start of their drive, a handoff to Melvin Gordon, four minutes left. You need a little more urgency guys. And that's not even your better running back. I was going to say, there's all this talk about, uh, Javante Williams, their running back that they picked up. What was that last year? The year before, last year. rookie yeah, last he's, year. Yeah, he's been he's been playing out of his mind. But then they went and got Melvin Gordon the same year, the year before, whatever it was. But they've had Melvin for a while. Have they? Oh yeah, like they got two, him after. Um, yeah, the once he left San Diego. Yep, and so they're, they're playing Melvin Gordon. For some reason, he's getting twelve carries. It doesn't make any sense to me. At all. Like, what's happening here? <laughs> Javon, Williams is the better running back. Williams had damn near as much yards carrying, and he only ran the ball seven times. Yeah. Some quick math here. 6.1 average. 6.1 average for Williams? Yeah. And that's a 4.8 average for Melvin, Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Not terrible, but if you got a guy toting the ball a little bit better, why not give it to him? <laughs> yeah, and that's the big thing is like everyone. Now, I'm not going to lie to the listeners. Ever since we brought Brian on, I have been betting. Uh, oh, geez. It kind of. The whole thing. didn't affect you. But. Living in New York where betting is now legal. A fan duel having all these promos on a lot of the podcasts I listen to. And then, you know, once we got Brian on last week, I was like, all right, I got to start being involved. So I do well, take. Well, you might want to fade, Brian. Let's, let's see how we <laughs> But, um. <laughs> I do. I did, I did take the uh, home dog in Seattle. I did put some money on that, so I ended up winning on that. I was gonna say, Brian, home dog, always go home doggies. But um, I will say, I did immediately like sometime Saturday night when like all the college collapses were happening. I was like, is gambling legal in Texas? Like, can I do this? <laughs> like, it's gotta be legal in Texas. No, right? it's not legal in Texas. What? Too Everything's legal in Texas. Too religious. Too religious. Um, it's not legal in fucking Georgia either. I'd have to oh, go shit. back home to Florida to fucking be able to gamble or go to Louisiana. Um, so if you wonder why I'm in New Orleans a lot next season, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Russell but, threw the uh, ball 42 times in this game. 
Russell threw the ball 42 times in this game, and his highest target was his running back. Um, was Pete correct, man? <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. He threw the ball. I mean, he had 29 completions, only averaging eight yards I, of completion. That seems I don't ridiculous. remember when it was. It may have been late in the second quarter or early in the second half. But, no, it was late in the second quarter because he ended the first half. No. The touchdown to Jerry Judy was in the second half? That was in the first half. No touchdowns were scored in the second half. Okay. So, it was late in the second quarter where they were like, he has like 16 receptions or 16 completions, zero to a wide receiver. Tight ends running back, zero wide receiver. I was like, bro, what in the world? And then... I don't know if it looked like it to you, but even that pass that Judy caught and there was a big P.I. that ended up setting up one of their goal line fumbles. Everything he threw looked a little short. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Pete Carroll might have been right. We had this whole let Russ cook, this whole movement. What was last year? And it's just I don't know. And the other big thing, too, is there may be a reason they were willing to depart with him. (laughs) They yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I think there's a big thing where uh, Rust has this habit of either going super short or going down the field. I heard this on one of the pro football, fo- one of the podcasts I was listening to. They were talking about how he has no proclivity to go to the middle of the field, the intermediate throws. And they were like, he did this in Seattle when everyone was like, let him cook. He's like, I just want to heave the ball down the field. And everyone's like, that's not how yeah. <laughs> offense works, man. I said, so. Th- Everything, all my analysis is going to be through my text messages to like my 13 group chats as I watch football this weekend. And at one point I was like, I feel like Russ doesn't care who catches the ball when he, he he's just throwing them downfield like whoever got it. Just defense, yeah. offense. I used to play for Seattle, right? It would be cool for Green Jersey catching. He was just tossing them shits. It was yeah. like anybody, anybody want it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yo. It's insane because then he gets to Denver. And you think, okay, they've got Williams, you know, Melvin Gordon, they're going to they're gonna try, you know, to work in, too. They've got, you know, this awesome defense. Like, they've we've always been saying they're a quarterback away. Well, now they get a quarterback. And he's doing the same shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the defense, look, credit to the defense. The defense did what they were supposed to do. Um, holding, uh, in this day and age, I know it's Geno Smith, but holding an offense to 17 points. And you think you got a really good quarterback on your side. You think you should win. And they should have won. I mean, you got two fluke fumbles on the goal line. The first time this happens is like 1980-something or whatnot. You think you're going to win that game for sure. But they – I was just embarrassed. I was – I sent off a lot of tweets and a lot of messages and a lot of different places. Um but I think more so I was just embarrassed because, yes, those fumbles happened, but they shouldn't even have gotten to that point. Every time, each time they were in the red zone, it's like they had a, it's like the boogeyman was standing in the fucking end zone. And they just refused to either throw a route deep enough, like you had the one where the dude makes the amazing catch, but it's in front of the line. It's in front of the end zone line, and it's like, just have him run that route two yards deeper. Like, yeah. why is everything right short in front of the line? And then you hand it to both your backs. You say one fumbles. Okay, let's give it to the other guy. That guy fumbles. It's like, what the hell is it? This is a comedy of errors at this point. Yeah, it was rough. It was a, it was a rough game to watch. I was wrong on all the revenge Shout stories. Shout Geno Smith, by the way. Yeah, and we, we were right about that and the fact that we said that Geno would be a competent starter. We both said that because when he played for the Jets, it wasn't, it was, you know, obviously it was it him was getting punched in the mouth. But yeah, his offensive <laughs> line was terrible. He had no supporting cast. So we talked no, about was, that last I'm saying it was literally him getting punched in the mouth. Oh, yeah. He also did career. get into a fight. Um, but that's the thing. We talked about it last week, and I was adamant that Gino can be a, you know, competent starter in the NFL. And he showed that. He went against Russell Wilson, against Russell Wilson's old team. That, you know, he had all this revenge for, and they fucking beat him. Revenge is a is a dish that's served cold or whatever. Cause, yeah. Uh, are we talking about the other revenge game? I don't remember now. Yeah, we will, so. Yeah, we're, we're going to touch on it. We'll touch on it. But, um, 
I mean, Flacco. You didn't. I was gonna say, yeah. People mentioned Flacco. We tripped over each other getting to that. Fuck out of here. Um, that was the revenge game from five years ago. (laughs) That was just a poorly played football game by all parties. Um, well, on the Broncos side. Well, on the Broncos' offensive side, yeah. uh, Jerry Judy had a very Jerry Judy moment uh, late in the game. He just dropped, just dropped one. I was yep. like, "Come on!" I was like, "Don't revert back after you had the big touchdown." And that touchdown was amazing. Like he did all oh, the things you me. didn't expect him to do. Uh, as my told you to start him, right? Say, Look at did, that! Look at that! I was going back and forth for the listeners between Judy and uh, Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown didn't. Do anything. Yeah, that team and got Jerry boat Judy had got quite now. a few. Quite a few. So that was good. Jerry Judy needs to. We talked about this last year, and it was a whole thing where I was like, I don't know if he's just bad or if he just has a ball dropping mm-hmm. like a habit or what. Because I hear him being talked about on podcasts. We're like, Jerry Judy, true number yeah. one. Pair him with Cortland Sutton. And then when I talk to actual Broncos fan, like our ex producer, uh, L. Greg, he's like, he drops everything. Like, does nobody yeah. else see this? Well, I, remember, I do remember Greg saying that because uh, I think he missed a lot of time last year with an injury. And then when yeah. he came back, Greg was like, he's been better since he came back. Um, but it was like at the end of the season, they had no hopes. Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke, they were just shuffling. Um, so, yeah, but um, I don't think this is I don't think this is full panic mode, even though I've been facetious, even though, I mean, Nathaniel Hackett did coach a terrible, terrible game. Yeah, Horrible clock management. If you're watching the uh if you're watching the Manning cast, they had Shannon Sharp on for the entire fourth quarter. And, yeah. and, and yeah, and as they're he's it's a minute left, and like Eli, Payton, and Shannon are like, all right, so they're gonna call a timeout here, right? And go for it on fourth and five. And then it's like 20 seconds later. What are they doing? Yeah, <laughs> they're like, what hilarious. is happening? <laughs> and then Payton's like, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna call a timeout. And then Shannon's like, when? <laughs> when are they going to have three of them? When are they going to? It was terrible. T- 20 seconds left. Why would they do this? <laughs> yeah, the game all around was just, as far as coaching, it was it was not good. So With the week kickers had in the NFL, no, why did not. you think your kicker was going to make the 64-yarder? The lo- yeah. Tie the longest kick f- field goal ever. Yeah, and that's the other thing too. Is it's like it's not Seabass back there. It's not Sebastian Janikowski like booting it. Like, what it's are not we doing? Tucker with a running start in yeah. a controlled environment of Denver. Yeah, it's not um, Prater. You're not I, in Denver getting. Uh, I said uh, a dome in Denver. I meant uh, Justin Tucker in Detroit. The D's threw me off. But uh, I was like, you're not in Denver where the air is thinner up there. My buddies went ham on the text messages when that happened. They're like, oh, they must think they're in Denver. It's different there. The altitude. <laughs> like, well, yeah, you're not McPherson. You know what I mean? It's not like you got the best holder in the world. We'll get to holding in a little bit, actually. Yeah. Let's get to it right now. <laughs> Let's get to it right now, Brennan. I did not know the holder. The Sorry, the long snapper. Second string long snapper. I did not know the long snapping position was probably the most vital to any NFL team. Yeah, this is why. Well, this is also sorry if you could answer this because you played college football and football on many levels. Um, why can't the center just fill in as the long snapper? So it's a completely different skill set. As weird as that sounds, the center and the longest I feel like form, it's just a little bit more shotgun. No, so in a shotgun, the center is snapping the ball probably eight to ten yards, depending. Um, it's 17 yards for a long snapper and the ball has to get there exponentially quicker. So the center's whole thing is set up where he, I'm telling you it's cause I played center in high school. It's it's S and C up, you know, get your, well, because it's, it's a different, it's like a different thing. It's like being like, Hey, you're really really strong. You can bench four Oh five, go over there and squat six Oh five. It's like, those are it's different. My legs aren't big. It's, yeah, it's like it's a different muscle group. So, like, in the center, too, the snapping the ball is secondary. Like, you're still a blocker. With the long snapper, snapping the ball is their only job. And so that's why a lot of these teams like Philly had that one guy who was on AGT who was, like, the yeah, magician. John boss. Yeah, he was their long snapper for, like, 12 years. Like, when you find a good long snapper, you keep him. Um, it's the same thing with any kind of specialty skill position. Plus, you only have to pay him, like, 
you know, the league minimum. Like, uh, what's my guy in uh, in uh, who's what? Matthew Slater for the Patriots. This man yeah. has had a career in special teams. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Straight and gunner. Just yeah, gunner, <laughs> wing and gunner. He um. It's also interesting, too, because next time anybody listening is watching a football game, this is going to sound bad, but I'm going to say it anyway. Look for the dude, the chubby white dude running down the field who looks like he has no coordination trying to get in on the tackle. That's the long snapper (laughs) trying to be a part of the team. They always fly down the field and want to fucking stick their nose in. But as they're running down the field and the camera pans out, you're like, that guy's running really different than everybody else. Because he's not the athlete everybody else is. Well, question. I, I I mean, I was watching Red Zone. Were you watching Red Zone as well? No, I was just okay. watching. The, I was at the Jags bar watching the Jags game for most of okay. the day. Okay, so I didn't see how the long snapper got hurt. Or did he? they come into the game and he was hurt? I think like, they came into the game hurt because I, I, oh. a couple of the things I've listened to, they said came into the game with the second string long snapper. Okay, that makes a little more sense. I was like, yo, I don't, no one showed me. The play where he got hurt. When did he get hurt? Because you came in. You're not even supposed to hit the long snapper. No, that's actually a big so, thing, yeah. and that's why that's why people get mad when they run down the field and try and fuck people up. It's like you're not even. Come on, dude. Uh, Cincinnati should have won this game, other than yeah. the the special teams issues. <clears throat> Joe Burrow. Okay, couple things I did want to touch on. <laughs> I wrote this down in my notes. The offensive line we all thought was revamped. Wow, terrible did again. That. He was still running for his life. Yeah, and this was this, you know, offensive line they dumped a bunch of money into, sacked seven times for 39 yards. That's Overall, two away from his playoff uh, uh, his playoff breaking performance. What yeah, and that's not even the line? worst of it. That's not even the worst of it. The Steelers got 11 QB hits on top of that. Seven Jeez. sacks, 11 hits. TJ, I almost said JJ. TJ Watt. Looked like a man possessed. Three tackles for loss. Only one sack, but that's because they were doubling and tripling him up. Uh, Tore his pectoral. Crazy interception. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Torres Peck. He's out for the whole season. That's a that's a year long injury. I was gonna say we don't looking for a second uh, second opinions. That's what's going. Oh, are they? Yeah, they're looking for second opinions. Yeah, because that's. I mean, you just paid this guy all this money. He's playing, and it's not even that. It's. It's not the money so much as when you have a, a player on a team that nobody thinks is going to be totally, you know. You need that guy. You, you need, need that, that guy. guy. He's, yeah. yeah. And for this to happen so early in the season, too, it's kind of disappointing. <laughs> Mitch, yeah, the earliest it could possibly happen unless <laughs> no, it was in preseason. Exactly. Mitch Trubisky, uh, what did you think about He uh, will be replaced Mitch? immediately. Yeah, I think they're going to bring in. I think they're going to wait till like game three or four, and then bring in pick. Yeah, they didn't think they were going to win this game, obviously. Um, But uh, yeah, around game four, around Jets time. uh, Yeah, I was just thinking that Jets at home. Yeah, bringing the kid. Yeah, Jets at home, one o'clock game. Shout out the Bills, my lord! Shout out to. uh, I'm gonna say it. The greatest coach out there right now, Doug Peterson. Mike Tomlin. Um, <laughs> shout out to Mike Tomlin, man. It had his guys not blinking out there. You know, I tried to put you in a weird spot play. since Dougie Fresh won you a Super Bowl. Um, Nick Foles won us a Super Bowl. Um, and Frank Wright yeah. won us a Super Bowl. And Mike Hugh Tomlin Staley won us a Super Bowl. Not, um, I don't want to say underrated, but I don't think. Not properly rated. Not Exactly. Not underrated because everyone knows how good he is, but not properly rated either. This guy, everyone was like, oh, well, it's. Big Ben and it's the offense and it's the triple B's and whatever they were doing before. And Mike Tomlin has, you know, a decent defense. And then I think in the last few years, people have really started to take that Mike Tomlin is a fantastic coach. But between last year and this year, like you have no business being in that game against the Bengals. This team is not going to. I think I had them finally going under 500. They're not going under 500. Once I knew as soon as I should have changed my pick as soon as the day before I saw he gifted the entire team black air force low black low top air force ones. I was like, fuck it. They're ready to go to war for this man. They're going <laughs> to yeah. they're going to run through a door. They're going to run through cement, brick, concrete. They are about to win this game. I also thought it was interesting that the Bengals went for the tie. Yeah, Ooh. I found that fascinating punting. Oh like, yeah, they did go for the tie. Yeah, we're in overtime. There's only like a minute left, and they're like, all right, we're gonna punt it, you know, and just take the tie. 
Yeah, it was a bad day. Which would have been perfect for Tomlin because then he would have finished 8-8-1. Eight, eight, and one. <laughs> I know, right? But um, it was a bad uh, weekend all around for, like, decision-making. And I think it's the next game. No. Okay, we don't. Yeah, we do talk about it. Uh, there was one coach that yeah, really I had the it. cojones. Um, there were two coaches, I, mean, I guess, um, because I guess Tyreek Hill said that uh, McDaniel had the cojones. But, um, yeah, it, the thing with – I was surprised by Cincinnati. When they finally got the touchdown, it's like, okay, you've had how many kicking miscues at this point already? Just go for the two. Yeah. Like, and the other <laughs> thing that really bothered me was all this talk we do for eight months off of football and we're all getting hyped and we're all talking ourselves into certain things. And then it comes down to fucking bad time management and miscues on special teams. That's what won so and lost so many games this this past weekend. Um, as aptly put in the big game musical that we discussed on uh, Who Does a Podcast, there's a line in there where it says, uh, it's time for the playoffs where every game comes down to guys who kick. And I, I tweeted it out immediately. I was like, all these games are hinging on who's kicking, who's holding, who's snapping. Yep. Never, none of the people that we care about. <laughs> yep, exactly. Shouts out to kickers everywhere. All right. Do you um, think Cincinnati rebounds? Uh, yes. Um, I don't think Burrow has another four interception game. Um, yeah, he didn't. They should have won this game like already because – one of those Chase – Chase had, like, two touchdowns that got called non-touchdowns, yep. and they didn't throw the challenge flag to look at them again. Yeah, that was really weird, too, on that first one. I was like, yeah. what, are we do- like what are we doing here? They just immediately lined up and snapped it again, and it's like, what what, what are you doing right now, my guys? Um, but, yeah, uh, this was – a lot of teams had their Super Bowl kind of in the first week. I think this was it for Pittsburgh in a, in a manner. Um, yeah, a lot because, of the teams we're talking about that were like, oh, there's no hope. Chicago, yeah, Pittsburgh, exactly. Seattle. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people were down on these teams. And it's like, oh, Pittsburgh's in a transition year. They're not going to do anything. And then, boom, beat up your uh, Super Bowl division rival team that made it not winner, but um, Super Bowl runner up. Yeah, runner up is the word I was looking for. Uh, but yeah, so. Shout out to the Steelers. Uh, tough, hard-nosed game. Um, yeah. I got to hit the sounder. Speaking of two teams we both like. Yeah, two teams we both like. You like you like that division a whole lot. I love I think there has I love to these two teams in that division, in this division, because I hate the other two teams in this division. <laughs> I don't know why you hate what the other teams in this division. Kansas City is overrated and can suck money. Oh, they're uh, overrated. Forty four points, no Tyreek Hill. By the way, Tyreek Hill, not a receiver. One handed mossed a, a, a Patriots corner the other day. So uh, Tua, we're both out on Tua though, right? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. I've never been in on two of one, but my two of thing at this point is simply they're going to scheme Bryce around Young, it. 2023. They'll scheme around it. No, they're not going to be high enough to get Bryce Young. They're going to make the yeah, playoffs. <laughs> playoffs? Uh, playoffs. We're talking Oklahoma. I almost said Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. Oh, that was weird. Las Vegas. You put Oakland in the notes. Las Vegas oh, Raiders. Snap. I do that all the time. I versus that the, year, too. <laughs> the, La- San Diego the Oakland Raiders versus the San Diego Chargers. This, this is game, an old school slobber docker. Yeah. Well, actually, it wasn't. It was very new school, even though we're going with the old names. Um, very new school to the point that uh, Justin Herbert throwing it, it all school? over the yard. No, actually, it wasn't. For some, I was looking at Joe Burrow's stats, and I got him. Okay, I was like. Herbert's. No, this was a this was a good uh, slobber knocker. Josh Jacobs, yeah, ten like carries. Twenty four points in this day and age is a slobber knocker. <laughs> Brandon Bolden, uh, so thirteen carries overall for the Las Vegas Raiders. Los Angeles, thirty one overall carries, including four by Justin Herbert himself, the Messiah in the flesh. Twenty six of thirty four, averaging eight point two yards, three tutties, no picks, no sacks. My man Justin Herbert looking right, looking good. Um, I had the charges to win this division, so I'm very happy about this win. And Vegas played well. Um, D- Devonte Adams. Played, Vegas played okay. Vegas. Okay. <laughs> now, now, 
I got to preference this with, okay, so going into a lot of seasons, you know, you're rooting for some people, you're rooting against some people. Some people are overrated, so then, you know, you immediately have to root against them just on principle. This is a year where I like Justin Herbert a lot, but I'm rooting against him because so many people want him to be the second coming of Jesus, and I'm so pissed off about it. People are saying he's the best quarterback in the NFL. In the NFL with Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. I can't say Aaron Rodgers anymore. Holy shit. Um, (laughs) We're not even talking about that game. That was so bad. Vikings for real, though? Vikings. Defense. Kirk Cousins? Finally finally put it all together? Going to show Dak what it means to have mediocre stats? Jesus Christ. Um, Dak Prescott out for four to six weeks. Official? Yep. Ooh, damn. Uh, I thought he got surgery today. Uh, but yeah, so yeah. I'm so sadly, what is it? Is it the Justin? Is the Justin Herbert thing just because he's unproven? Because he came from a past first college? Okay. It, it's okay. the same way where people in year two of Josh Allen, um, when they made the playoffs. By the way, Justin Herbert hasn't made the playoffs yet. Wasn't um, that year three? No, year two. Year three was the great year. Okay, so year one he was a bust. Year, Everyone year he was one a bust. he was kind of a bust. Year two yeah. they made they stumbled into the playoffs. Okay, and that okay. was the year where he threw the like the fucking deep ball to the fullback against I do remember. Houston, yeah, yeah. and he looked ridiculous. And everybody and it was like he's not official. Everybody kept trying to annoy him in year two, and then year three it's like, oh, this guy might be really. They might good. Have been on yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, it just took a lot of time to get. Yeah, there. the Trevor Lawrence path. Yeah. Sure. Um, But people are anointing Herbert. And my thing is, let him, can we just let him make the playoffs first? Yeah. Can we let him progress? So everyone was (laughs) right about the Josh Allen thing. So now they're jumping even quicker into the Justin Herbert thing. Like he looks good on film. He looks good. The team itself, I still want more. Um, in a game for sure offensively because in a game where the other team has three interceptions you got to put up more than 24 points like you're not yeah. you're not the Steelers the Steelers got four picks and put up 20 points okay you got three picks and you only put up 24 you got to do more if you're the Messiah like imagine Patrick Mahomes playing against a team that gave up three interceptions he scored 80 points on that team it feels like yeah um yeah it's um it's also interesting too because as much as Justin Herbert was throwing, I mean he was distributing the ball pretty well. No receiver got over a hundred yards. Keenan Allen goes out, which is a yeah. big loss for them. Mike Williams, who I thought was going to make that some was noise. another thing. Sorry, I just no, this, go ahead. Is, this is a rant laden game right here for me because I then got a text from my buddy uh, who's a Raiders fan, and he was like, you know, you just can't just beat you can't beat the great Justin Herbert, something to that effect. And I was like, yo, relax. Dude hasn't made the playoffs. And he was like, oh, he's made Keenan Allen. He's made my... I was like, Keenan Allen was a thousand-yard receiver perennially with Philip yeah. Rivers. I was the like, Austin Eckler was a pro bowler. The reason nobody knew like, about him was because he was playing in San Diego at I was the time. like, don't... I was like, let's not do this. Let's not say he created these people. I was yeah. like, Mike Williams was a top... was a first-round pick. Like... What the? He had injury issues going in, and I was like, "Settle down." I was like, "Let's settle the fuck." This down. is something I did want to talk about because we always we do tend to talk about like the offenses a lot more and how flashy they are. Not you and I, but like just uh, talking heads in general. This is why the Chargers won the game. We've been this talking is what about I wanted this to get to. I, for I've two tangented. years. I tangented, but this is what I wanted to get to. Sorry, their defense. Khalil Mack is rejuvenated. Derwin James finally healthy. Finally, six solo tackles, long, one please. sack, a tackle Jesus. for loss, six sacks total, nine QB hits. Fifteen times they get to uh, Derek Carr. This is insane. And on the flip side, zero sacks for the Raiders because we've been talking about this Chargers team going after that offensive line, taking Slater in the first round when they had other things they had to take care of. But they said, no, Rashawn Slater's up there. He's the best tackle on the board, the best offensive lineman on the board. We'll take him. Now it's paying dividends long term. Yep. Um, So the thing I wanted to get to that I tangented it away from was (laughs) uh, all last year, and going into this year, my thing with the Chargers defense was they were the worst run defense. Yep. Just atrocious up the middle. And I don't think they did anything to address that. Khalil Mack is good for the pass rush, but I don't know if he's going to benefit the run defense. 
They only ran the ball 13 times. They did not try to run the ball. And I don't think this game was ever out of hand enough where they had to abandon the run in that manner. Yeah, and Josh Jacobs is the guy you want to go at the Chargers with. A big exactly. bruising back who like does gives zero shits about anything. Like, we'll just put his head down and go. You know, fuck injury, fuck all that. Like, Josh Jacobs is the kind of running back that, you know, a very, not Derrick Henry in the sense he doesn't have the same size or uh, quick twitch as Derrick Henry, but that same sort of like, I don't know. He's give in a the shit. same mold. He's in the yeah, same Yeah, that mold. same Coming mindset, that same mold. Like, same yeah, mold. like, let's go. Um, so. And so to give him the ball, like you already said it, 10 times against what was one of the worst rushing defenses in the league last year, and they did nothing really and, to address that. And mind you, he got 57 yards. So that's over five yards a carry. So, yeah. Just read on that a little. Math does. I mean, yeah, I didn't want to, you know, get the points in there, but uh, just give him the opportunity. Give him some more touches. He should have had a minimum of 15 touches in this game. Yeah, so I mean, like, looking at the stats, just again, one more time to your point, I want to point this out. Khalil Mack, Derwin James, uh, Kyle Van Noy, Joey Bosa, these are all the leaders on the defense, none of which screams, oh my god, we can't run the ball against this team. And all those guys side. are felt like, you know, and on the flip side, as a Austin Eckler fantasy owner, let's uh, can we back off this Joe Joe Herbert Herbert? This Joe Joe? Why was Justin fucking Herbert? up all the names right now? I'm making Joe, Joe Harbo. Burrow and Justin Herbert at the same time. Um, can we back up off this Justin Herbert train a little bit and get the ball to Austin Eckler a little bit more, please? Thank you. Let's. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> I also wanted to point this out. Um, Sebastian Joseph Day, probably the best guy on the defensive line, but the nose tackle, the starting nose tackle for the Chargers, Austin Johnson, is only 314 pounds. Now, that's big for an average human. Just to put that in perspective, your uh, defensive tackle, Jordan Davis, out of Georgia, 347 pounds. So, like, like and that's, yeah, the nose tackle in a 3-4 defense saying, should he's, be. He's different. Oh, yeah, Jordan but I'm Davis just. Davis is, like, Different, different. I just grabbed that out of the air, but you know what I'm saying. Like, if you're and running he's a three four seven, because you're, didn't you say your he, nose was, tackle he was down needs, at like three thirty seven? Yeah, I'm trying to stretch it to make my point. Three forty, that's three thirty eight, but whatever. <laughs> it sounds better at forty seven. All right, but all I'm saying is they don't have a formidable run defense. So the fact that the Raiders didn't, you know harp on that at all is weird they play each other twice they'll play each other again this yeah. time it'll be at oakland uh those are vegas god i just keep saying the <laughs> oak oak uh it'll be at vegas and that'll be a big difference i think the char our chargers will lose that game but i'm glad to see the chargers win this one because i do have them winning the division All right, it's time for the one more round segment. Back him better than ever. Brennan. Yes. Cleveland. I beat Carolina as me and you both predicted as we talked our way into because of what? The running game and the defensive front for the Browns. Exactly as we called and exactly as predicted. Carolina, bad team. Just the I cannot Baker Mayfield. Last week Baker I was like, Mayfield, Baker's going to have a revenge bad game. Quarterback. And then He's as we talked about it, I was like, wait, He's what am I fucking saying? He's never won an opening game. He's never won an opening game. Oh, and this four was Cleveland. Cleveland's first uh, week one win since Twitter has been invented. God. This is the first time they've been able to tweet out 1-0. and Yes, Greg, I got that from Mike Ryan from the Leopard Show. But yes, either way, fun little fact there. Anything? Okay. I say anything big to say. Yeah. Nothing else on that nonsense. Jacoby's uh, percent serviceable. Same way Geno Smith, serviceable. Nick, no, Geno Smith is better, way better than Jacoby Brissett. He's better, yes, but both okay, serviceable. Yeah, both both are competent starters. Um, just real quick, I want to throw this out there. Everyone in my fantasy league called me crazy for taking Nick Chubb and not in the second round. Suck on them apples. Oh, yeah. It's a, what? No, that's not crazy. Um, I wouldn't. Two-headed monster, blah, morality. blah, blah. Just on morality. Um, I just don't want to root for that team at all. Um, Giants. Speaking of cojones, we were talking about earlier. Uh, cojones. I'm so I'm mad about this game on like four different levels. One, I'm an Eagles Giants fan. at Tennessee. I'm an Eagles fan, and the Giants are division rivals, so I hate them. Two, my buddy Elvin, who hasn't tweeted in like a year, finally tweeted something because the fucking Giants won. Um, three, 
I had fucking Tennessee in my eliminator, and these fucking idiots couldn't hold oh, on to a game. That's a risky bet, man. <laughs> so I was like, uh, and it's funny because my group chat, everybody lost their eliminator on different games. People picked. People went with the Broncos. People went with the Bengals. Uh, I'm sure it was a big one. Bengals. Um, I know Kyle. I think people were able to skate because they didn't lose, but people went with the Colts. And like, I was picking between the Colts in this game because I was like, I need to pick a team that I don't have a lot of faith in, but should get an easy win. And I was like, hmm, the Texans usually start the year and like fuck up whoever is playing theirs. Did it goals. to us last year. No, exactly. I was like, no matter what, they just, you're like, they should not win. And then they're like, what the hell are we doing here in a fourth quarter? Way too close. Um, so I was like, the Giants have no defense to speak of. Derrick Henry should run through that backfield. Tannehill, please, please be something of a good quarterback. And all they could muster was 20 measly points. Embarrassing. Daniel Jones damn near gifted the game to them late in the game with that interception in the end zone. Enough so his coach had to go over there and scream at him and be like, what the fuck are you doing? And that same coach puts the ball in his hands and trusts him to go for two uh, unlike a lot of these other teams, to win the game. So, is Saquon Barkley back? <sighs> he looked Man, like it. I'm gonna be he honest. He looked that like one. it. He looked like it. And the annoying thing was like, I was nine point one yards a carry. That dude's averaging a first down a carry. <laughs> as I was watching the game, I was like, "Man, it's crazy to think I've been look. I've been. They've been hoping Saquon is back for like how many years? And it hit me. I don't think he's. Is he in his fifth year? Uh, oh, did they God, pick up his fifth know. year. I'm like, or is he pre fifth year pickup? 2018. So this is his fourth year. Next year, yeah. So I was like, option. shit. I feel like this guy's been injured for the last four seasons, and it's like, oh man, he's finally back. I was like, oh, he's he's over the hill, and I'm like, oh no, he's like in the prime time <laughs> position to do something. So. Yeah, when he's healthy, he's a beast. Um, the question is, can he it's stay It's just healthy? so hard because he hasn't been healthy for so long, but he looked he looked insane. He looked like, like the Saquon Barkley we all thought he was going to be. But then there was like the Giantsy Giants play where he breaks for a big one, and then somebody punches it from behind, and I'm like, yep. go through the end zone, and then it didn't go through the end zone, so it would be a turnover. I was like, damn. So, yeah, it was a weird game. And weird game. One more round. Speaking of weird games. Uh, Speaking of this, weird, the Hard this, Knocks thing coming to life in, in real time. This is not the Hard Knocks thing. This is week one, uh, Detroit. <laughs> because my, remember, last year, they did the same thing in San Francisco. San Francisco yeah. got up early. Detroit, you know, Motor City took a while to turn that key and rev it up. And uh, they ended up putting it on once the other team was kind of asleep at that point. So yeah. I think that's more so what happened here. The Eagles got up big. I think by the third quarter, they already had 38 points. And they kind of just, the foot was off the gas. The defense kind of was gassed at that point, just being on the field because we couldn't sustain a drive after we hit 38. And Detroit just ate up those opportunities. Yeah, I also wanted to say this. It's very different. I say the same thing when we cover the NBA in the playoffs. Everyone's like, oh, well, if that shot goes in or if they call that foul, it's 2-1 the other way. It's like that's not how things work. You play based on the score. You play to the score. You play to the results. So if you're up by 20-something points, you're going to let off the gas. Just subconsciously, you're going to let off the gas a little. Yeah. And so Detroit and Detroit has been building that team the right way, at least in my opinion, for the last three years taking interior linemen, offense and defensive linemen, build from the outside in, or the inside out, excuse me, and they, they've got something to show for it. I just thought it was funny because the Eagles looked like they were going to roll them, and then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, I was like, wait, what's happening? Yeah, they were rolled them for a good bit there. Yeah, um, uh, just wanted to throw this out there. N'Kobe Dean, who I've been hyping up all offseason, did not get the start. TJ uh, Hightower did? Um, uh, Ada Hutchinson didn't. Too much disrupted, oh. but didn't really get to the quarterback. Uh, he only had all. one tackle that whole game. Yeah, he was a disruptor. I will say that, but didn't nothing, nothing of substance. Um, Jordan Davis only had two tackles. It was a weird game for the rookies. Case yeah. <laughs> Bradbury interception, huh? Pick yeah. six. Shout out having two real cornerbacks. Jesus Christ. 
Now, if only Darius Slay would have caught one of those picks, that would have been a whole lot better. Um, I will say the Eagles probably cost me that fancy win as well, giving up 35 fucking points. If you would have held on, I could have got those three points. One more round. All right. Now, you were talking about some of your rookies not playing. Oh, sorry. I have one more. I had one Go more ahead. thing on our game. I have one more thing. Um, great to see AJ Brown out there. It's making a salad. Let's get Devontae Smith. Let's not, you know, he had zero catches. Four targets, zero catches. You know, let's keep him. Who's know. that on? I don't know. Say it, it, I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, let's keep everybody happy. Let's keep everybody happy. All right. <clears throat> the last one and one more round. My Jacksonville Jaguars at the Washington Commanders. Uh, it was a very gruesome 14 to zero or 14 to three going into halftime and then Jacksonville came back speaking of I just want to touch on two things one uh looks like uh, Trayvon Walker is for real I'm very mm. happy to see that I didn't I'm not gonna lie I did doubt that he would be for real because he didn't even start at Georgia all 14 games um he had all these uh, measurables, but we've seen that a million times. But it looks like he put it together. And under the tutelage of Josh Allen, our star defensive end, he's really coming to his own I'm in his rookie tutelage. season. I just want to throw this out there. Devin Lloyd, fucking Utah outside linebacker, got the start. First start, 11 tackles in his very first NFL game. And then um, the uh, linebacker from Atlanta, whose last name it's very difficult to pronounce, had 10. <laughs> uh, the guy who plays middle linebacker, Ol- Olakun. Uh Yeah, all our guys. Even Chad Muma, the rookie out of Wyoming, had a tackle. Uh, so, like, everyone's getting involved. Um, Trayvon Walker had a sack, uh, four tackles, and also Brandon, an interception. What was, the, what was the result of the game? Uh, so let's get to baseball. <laughs> the Washington Commanders won. Uh, Travis Etienne did have two drops, both of which were in the end zone. But hey, we're gonna clean that up. I actually have big faith in the Jaguars this season. I did take the uh, Philadelphia Eagles to win the Super Bowl at plus like twenty five hundred. Oh jeez, but I do have Jacksonville. I have Jacksonville and all the futures for the AFC South. This team, I mean, Joe, as much shit as we like to joke around and talk and everything, they looked a lot better and more competent than last year. I was say, they looked a little more competent. Um, Dougie Fresh. I it, it was a little, it was, it was such weird poetry for Doug Peterson to end up losing to a Carson Wentz-led yeah. Washington football team in Jacksonville. Like, this was... The most like bizarro world. <laughs> Jack Del Rio on the other sideline for the yeah. Commanders. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> it, was it was weird. Bananas. Um, Showed a lot of promise. So Carson Wentz too throwing those two touchdowns after throwing those picks. I was like, it was know, maybe it was maybe he's not quintessential done. Carson performance. Uh, yep. He's gonna show you some bad and he's gonna show you some good. So you just can enough to keep you coming back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just enough to keep coming back. Just enough to maybe trade him to another team to collect some draft picks. But um, yeah, no. Uh, Christian Kirk, how you felt about it? Um, I, in the first two quarters, I remember turning to someone at the Jags bar being like, we paid $20 million for a decoy because they weren't even throwing at him, but he ended up playing pretty well. Uh, I think he, I think it's good having a clear cut. Number one, six receptions, 117 yards, no touchdowns, but still, uh, I think it's nice having a clear cut. Number one. I think that that relieves a lot of stress for Trevor Lawrence having a guy where he's like, all right, this is the guy I got to go to. The problem that I have is the 12 targets. Yeah. Not all of them were on target. I mean, you know, when they say targets, they just mean thrown to, but some of those were legit drops. Same thing with Zay Jones. Zay Zay Jones dropped a touchdown as well. Mm. Um, So I think it, it brings hope. I like having Christian Kirk out there. I like having a number, even if he's not a true number one, I like having someone who's like undoubtedly the number one on the depth chart. Um, do you like the split backfield of Robinson and Etienne, or would you like Robinson to get more? What's so the, the former running back in me thinks Robinson should just be the bell cow, but after seeing some of those cuts that Etienne made and how quickly he gets upfield because he's so fast, I was like, yeah, let's do a split backfield. <laughs> All right, that is it for. Oh wait, what? Hold on. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, we got picks, Brennan. So, as we've been discussing all through the show, Brian 
didn't have the best week. Uh, went one and two. Um, went heart over mind. Uh, revenge game over actual game. Um, the only one he got right was Tua. The only thing you can trust in this world is Tua's good, man. It's the only thing you can trust in the NFL. <laughs> so, after that rough Monday nighter where he took an L, uh, Brian's week two picks. Mind you, none of these... What's the thing you gotta say? Like, if you bet on at your own discretion. Yeah. <laughs> we are not responsible for any of Brian's bets here. Thanks, Joe. That was a Monday nighter to forget. I sure hope Denver's happy with all that money they just gave Russ. I Cooking, forgot about the contract. Cooking was not on the Cooking was not on the menu. One missed field goal and a running back that can hold on to the ball and we're three and zero, folks. Uh, keep in mind, everyone, that this is Monday night that we're recording this. Lines fluctuate and change rapidly. Stay Typically, on the mic, really want to see where the money is going throughout the week. Usually the pros and the wise guys will 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 go against what the public is going, and typically you want to go and fade the public. Then there are certain games like the ones coming up this week. That no, are make excuses for yourself, bro. They're almost, they're almost like taking candy from a baby. Browns versus the Jets. Joe Flacco, well, I'll let you guys break it down, but it's, it's pretty simple. The Jets are lousy. Jacoby Brissett has proven he's a very good game manager. That defense is phenomenal. You might want to consider the over-under as well. So they're getting Cleveland minus six. The over-under is 40 and a half. It's low. I don't know if the Jets are going to score 10 points in this game. So I would take minus six Cleveland in that one, and I'd probably hit the under. But uh, the official play is minus six Cleveland. Let's move on to the next game. You got New Orleans hosting Tampa Bay. Everybody loves Tampa Bay after they just dismantled the, the Cowboys on Sunday night. I'm going to go a little different. This is where we get back to historical trend. Tom Brady, four appearances now against the Saints as a buck. 0-4 in New Orleans last year. Everybody remember it was the only time I think he's ever been held scoreless in 15,000 seasons. Uh, throwing the clipboard, screaming at the coach. I got a, I got a feeling Saints are going to take that one at home. They're plus three. Uh, I got the Saints on the money line outright winning that game. Cincinnati at Dallas. Joe Burrow looked like a bag of ass uh, the first half of that game. Oh yeah, the first. But it's a good thing they play four quarters. He really turned it around in the second half. I think they got a chip on their shoulder this week. I think he uh, knocked the cobwebs out, and they're going into Dallas against one Cooper Rush. That's right, Cooper Rush. They're minus seven. A touchdown is always, eh, you know, you always like that six and a half. That being said, I think this is a blowout. Bengals minus seven. Saints plus three. And Cleveland minus six. Lock them in. I'm going parlay. I think all three of those are going to hit. There you go. Well, good there luck you go. to all you degenerates. Back to you, Brandon and Joe. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian. Again. Every for- time he does this, I'm always like, actually, he's making some good points. I think I'm going to go with what he said. <laughs> and then you, and then we discuss it. So he had Browns minus six against the Jets. Um, yeah, good to pick against the Jets. I actually don't have an issue with that one. Um, plus three Saints, Bucks. Um, how do you everyone, feel about that one? Everyone's saying, oh, well, Tampa's never beaten the Saints in the Tom Brady era. And then my response to that whenever people say that is like, in yeah, the don't you think? Season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They did but, end Drew Brees' career. <laughs> yeah. On the Super but whenever Bowl. anybody says that, my response is always like, yeah, then don't you think statistically Tom Brady being the best quarterback that ever lived that they're due? Yeah. <laughs> So I'm gonna fade that one. I'm taking. I'm also, taking I just saw, the Bucks heavy. I just saw a mediocre uh, Atlanta team just hang like 26. Yeah, on, on that, the Saints. On the Saints defense, um, the Bucks didn't offense didn't look that great in that Sunday night game, but they looked good enough. I think. Yeah. Did you see that? Um, I, there's like a meme going around of like Atlanta versus all these like four or five different teams up by like. Double or Atlanta's the worst team ever. Up by like double digits, like two, three touchdowns. Do you not? And then every single one of them, it's like Atlanta has lost every one of these games. Do you not remember? Uh, I think it was Atlanta, Dallas. Was it last year? I think it was yeah. last year where the fucking onside kick 
they fucked up the squib kicker, the onside kick or whatever. It was the onside, yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's like they find every which way to lose. Yeah, it's it's bad. <laughs> so yeah. All right. Moving. Oh, the last one. What was the last one? Uh Bengals, Cowboys. I think that's a lock. I think they're gonna win that. I think it's gonna Yeah, but you think they're gonna win by seven? It, what was the, it? Cooper Rush is going to get you three points. Max. I keep forgetting it's Cooper Rush. Yeah. <laughs> Cooper Rush is going to use three points max. Um, so, yeah. Plus, Dallas looks really bad. They did look really Got bad. Got that in there, another one. Um, <laughs> you did. Um, yeah. So, how much time have we been going? 52 minutes. Okay. Well, we're just going to run through everything else here. Uh, yeah, Albert no prem Pujols, this week. Yeah, no prem this week. Albert Pujols. Chasing 700, got three weeks to get three homers. He's uh, you think he's gonna do it, Brennan? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm, I, I feel great for this guy. You know, he got tossed out of the Cardinals organization. He was too old. Then he got this big, con- well, not tossed out. He went and got this huge out. contract <laughs> from the Angels. And I remember when he got it, I was like, isn't he like 38? And it's like a 10 year deal. But he's still doing it, man. And I we'll think 38 when he got the deal. He'll be 38. <laughs> no, he's he's in his 40s now. Yeah, I know, but he wasn't 38 when he got the deal. How old was he, 36? He I remember like, he, he was, was... Early 30s. No It way. was like a 10-year deal, though. He was going to end I, up being like 40 at the end of it. I do remember the fact that I was like, wait, they're going to give him a contract into his 40s? Yeah, he um, may have been 31, 32 at the oldest, but I think he was like 30, 31. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy for him. I think he's going to get it. I think he deserves it, unless it comes out that he's a big juice head, but I don't think he is. Um <laughs> They would have caught him by now. They caught yeah, right? Fernando Tatis. I think they would have caught him by now. Yeah, the the young gun Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, yeah, so I think I think he's gonna get it. I think he deserves it. What do you think? How do you, you like baseball more than I do? Uh, I think he'll get it. Um, I, honestly, I think he with the role that he's had on the Cardinals. If he were up to it, I think he should stick around for next season and try to get a. Uh, Try to chase Babe Ruth to be third all time. He's currently fourth all time. He passed Alex Rodriguez. Uh, that's their word sheet. Um, but yeah, uh, I think he could. I mean, if he hits, if he gets a 700, he'll only be 14 away from tying Babe Ruth. 32. 32 when he got the deal? Okay. Yeah. So he would have been, it was a 10 year deal, I think. So. Yeah. So he's 42 now. He's in the last year of his contract. Okay. Well, yeah, um, the Mets on a bit shaky ground. Uh, they gave up. They relinquished the number one in the NL East for a moment. They took it back, but this is not looking good. Uh, they had a bit of a losing streak after they had Tommy Trumpet come do the uh, the walk-off song for Edwin Diaz to the lament of Jerry Seinfeld. Um, he said they're count- effectively they were counting their chickens before they hatched. Uh, count the eggs before the chickens hatch. What, how does that phrase go? Don't count, count your chickens before they hatch. Okay. Uh, why is the eggs not in the whatever? Um, because so yeah. you you don't say if you have ten eggs, you don't say I have ten chickens because they haven't hatched yet. So don't count your chickens. Oh, before they hatch. good point. Okay, I get it now. Good job. Um, because yeah, you you have the eggs, so you can count yeah. the eggs. Okay. You can count the eggs, but don't count the chickens. Look, until they we're hatch. learning things here today, folks. We're learning things. All right. Um. So, yeah, that is it pretty much for baseball. I just wanted to say huge shout-out to my uh, close personal friends, very good friend, Pete Alonzo. Shout-out. Close personal? Okay. Yeah. We'll talk about that all fair. Dan's buddies with Pete. Oh, I was going to say, wow, you walked uh, Like good buddies. Like they did baseball camps and stuff together. And now whenever Pete puts on like uh, fundraisers. Charity events or something. Yeah, Dan's always there doing stand-up. That's dope. Not I told people that work that, and because I live in New York, they're like, oh, my God, you kind of know Pete Alonso. <laughs> uh, and I was like, eh, I don't really follow soccer. Ouch, oh, huge callback. Oh, my gosh, this fucking clown. Huge callback. Huge uh, shout out to Dale Lamort. Uh, Brennan, week two, yeah. college football. Have you been oh, What a cluster F this was. What happened with the, the Owls? You know, we follow them closely here. Yeah, absolutely. My Owls won. Baby. Oh, who they beat? Uh, hang on. Let me pull it up. I don't have I it offhand. Well, Miami beat Southern Miss after I declared Miami's season gone. After the end of the first quarter, they were down seven to three. I just texted my group chat full of vultures, mind you, just Gator and f- f- Seminole fans. I said, Miami's done. A rational Miami fan, that is. I am. It's back. 
I'm back. I'm Miami's back. No, Fort Atlantic no. beat South Louisiana. Back. Miami's not back. South. I just love Jesus going. Christ, the direction. Miami's back. Um, Miami's not back, but my Miami fandom is back. Seven three first quarter, and I'm like, burn the damn, take down the university, just shutter the doors. Um, but Brendan, it's time for our favorite game. Who's in? Who's out? Who's up? Who's down? Who's in? Who's out? Who's up and who's down, folks? Who's in? We got a couple unranked teams. Uh, first time in like 30 years, I think it was. Uh, Texas, after losing a game, has found their way into the top 25, coming in at number 21. Penn State, two wins, find themselves at number 22. In the Oregon Ducks, after getting bounced out uh, for their loss against Georgia, where they got boat race, have found their way back in, coming in at number 25. Who is out? Well, it makes me happy. But they have a black coach now, so it's I'm conflicted. Notre Dame. Notre Dame goes from eight to out of here. Wisconsin. Yeah, they lost to so fucking. They lost to Marshall. Um, hey, that's Conference USA, former Conference USA team. Yeah, so. that's a Sun Belt, baby. Sun. Now they're in the Sun Belt. Fun it belt. feels like Marshall's going down and FAU's going up. Mm, Even though Marshall um, beats us every year. Long way from Randy Moss uh, and Chad Pennington. Um, Wisconsin, where they need to be out Byron of the top Lefkowitz. 25. Byron Leftwich. Houston out of the top 25. I feel like they should have been out last week because they had like a toe-to-toe overtime game with whoever they played. I can't remember. Who's up? Who's down? Biggest drop, Texas A&M, after losing to Appalachian State. Wow, what a doozy. Uh, what a doozy. People need to stop uh, scheduling that game against App State, man. <laughs> so well, no, App State, well, App State's a D1 school now, so they... No, I know, but you could still not schedule oh, them yeah, to yeah, come yeah, beat yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they paid $1.5 to get their doors blown off and ruin their entire season. Um, effectively also ruining Miami's season because they would win that game. They're still at six. Miami beats them. Miami gets a huge jump. By the way, the rankings, if I can go on a quick rant about the rankings, nonsense. Nonsense. We're just now going to get to this two years into this show? No, I've I've gotten to it a lot of times, but this year it's been atrocious. All right. Miami came into this year ranked number sixteen. Ranked number sixteen. Miami has moved up three spots. They've won all their games. They're we are one game ahead of Utah. Utah. Utah came in ranked seventh. Utah lost to an unranked Florida Gator team. Utah dropped. The Gators jumped over Miami. The Gators lose to a 20-ranked Kentucky team. Yeah, That, that Kentucky brutal. team jumps over Miami. What the hell? Is there anything just for winning the game in front of you? This is insane. That's how it always is, man. I hate I – I talked about it last week. Not a big fan of the college system. Biggest jumps, uh, Tennessee jumped nine spots uh, due to their win over Pittsburgh in overtime. And uh, that Kentucky team dropped 11 spots after beating a overrated uh, Florida team. Florida beat Utah primarily because they played that game in Florida and Utah was not prepared for that Florida heat. Uh, and then they got overranked and then Kentucky beat an overranked team. Anyways, uh, my friends don't listen to this podcast, so I won't be getting any text messages. That's how I know they, they truly love me. Um, but that's it for college football. On to the quick hits. And you'll be surprised how quick and quick name it hits quick hit. Oh my goodness, Brennan. We are yep. in the thick of it. Uh, finals. M- WNBA finals. Uh Chicago lost to the Sun. The Sun versus the Aces. Game one went to the Aces. Uh I I'm not gonna say this is gonna be a sweep, but I fully believe that the Aces will win their championship. The Erica Hamby is now back uh healthy. Um, she did not play pretty much the entire postseason up until this point, but she came back, gave 11 minutes, and we'll see a lot more of her as the games progress. Uh, Chelsea Gray is on a mission. Uh, she will not be stopped. Asia Wilson, double-double machine. Uh, Kelsey Plum, uh, in a much different role, wasn't hitting a lot of shots this game, but hit him when it needed to be. 
Um, but she's been playing defense on everyone's guards, and she's been playing outstanding defense. Jackie Young has made a huge step in the season. Uh, again, most improved player award, and also in this these playoffs, uh, seeing a much bigger role uh, offensively because of Hamby's injury. Um, yeah, she's she's stepped up a whole lot. I got them winning this. Uh, but these are going to be good games. This was a three-point game. It was tight in the fourth quarter. Every shot mattered. But that happens all through the game. But anyways. Um, but yeah, this these, these are going to be some fun, fun playoffs. As Brendan alluded to, uh, we're going to scrap the soccer corner this week because the Premier League uh, decided to take a week off because the Queen died. R.I.P. Queen. Uh, even though Yes, Queen. Even though the uh, the royal family said, do you, you think can they play. just don't like footy very much? Do you think the just royal like, family yeah. said you guys could play? No, that's what I'm saying. Do you think they're like we actually really don't care about footy that much? Like, go no, ahead. No, I think. See, the annoying thing is, I think they were like, "Hey, the queen this is just what died. Need, yeah, morale is super low." Let's goes all the way back to my very first walk off. Yeah, like morale super low. What can lift up the spirits? Some soccer, something yeah. that people love, and yeah, the give something teams, to root for. Yeah, you know, something to feel happy about. Everybody could have did a moment of silence and whatnot, but um, that's besides the point. Last thing we're gonna get into is U.S. Open. Iga Shurkin. You're on your own on this one. I did not watch a second of this. E- e- that's not true. I watched the Serena stuff, but not a second of the finals. Iga Sostrkin, uh won the women's side. And Carlos Alcrez won the men's side. Uh, Iga has now won her third major, and she's only 21 years of age. Carlos is 18, I believe, and just won his first and is now the youngest ever ranked number one in the world. Uh, 19, sorry. First ever, youngest ever, number one ranked in the world. Um, there's a lot of big things for that kid. People are predicting he's going to be the next one up. Um, and so, yeah, uh, interesting to see how that plays out. Um, interesting to see how some of those, see how the women's side is going to shape up now with Ash Barty retired, uh, Naomi Osaka not being who we thought she was going to become. Um, and Coco Golf now on the rise. You still got Sloan Steven out there. Iga has done very well for herself. Radikanu, uh, the two women who were, I can't remember the other one. I think it was Emily Rod, not Emily Rodriguez, something Rodriguez. Uh, but yeah, Emily Radikanu, that's what I'm doing there. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who takes hold of the women's side. Um, so yeah, Brennan, let's get the fuck out of here. Sorry. And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. All right, Brennan, where can we find you? Um, at Brennan T Comedy on all social media, BrennanTComedy.com. One man show is going to be out in January, sitting down with some people uh, talking about the shoot, filming it, and then I'm sitting down with a producer. Yeah, that's right. I got a producer. Really, it's just an actor buddy of mine who does theater. And I was like, hey, I'll give you a producer credit. Uh, we're sitting down later this week to go over the third there's draft. A, another buddy you know who can use some Hopefully the credit. final draft. Of course, Joe, you're always a producer on everything, even though you haven't even asked for the script, but that's okay. Uh, I, thought you would have, <clears throat> I thought you would have asked me to look at it. <laughs> That's coming I was out in like, January. We're just gonna keep talking about this. You never gonna be like, hey, you want to take a look at it? Joe, you want to? You know, actually, that's a good idea. Uh, <laughs> also, last thing, I because you know the story. I felt the way because you're like, oh, I get yeah, my director. I'm like, oh, he so, bailed on me. Like, did I tell I'm you not, this? My director yeah, bailed on me. Yeah, I did. But I'm like, you. oh, uh, I'm just gonna talk to this guy. Flies back and forth was, to Europe. In, he was in New York at the time. Okay, great. Um, like, like I never directed anything. Pat. Oh, last thing. Check out my other podcast. Brennan Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy. Just look for ex-drinking buddy under anywhere you get your podcast. This week I had uh, Atlanta great Michael Rowland on. Very funny comedian. Joe said he loved that episode. Was a huge fan of Michael Rowland. Very funny Uh, episode. 
Right, Sandy Springs is not Atlanta, my guy. By the you way, said barely Atlanta. He was stoked. Barely, you said it was in Atlanta. It's barely Atlanta. So. Oh, he meant. I meant to ask you. He asked me to ask you where. What part of Atlanta did you live in? Oh, I didn't live in Atlanta. I stayed in Decatur. Oh, okay. I stayed in Atlanta. Uh, I stayed in Midtown when I first moved there. Then I moved out to EAV East Atlanta, which is on the border zone. Yeah, six. East Atlanta Village. He talks yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Uh, zone six, and then uh, I moved out to Decatur. Where it's greater. East Atlanta Village is Zone Six. East Atlanta, yeah. East Atlanta. It sounds. Buckingham was up there. Yeah, Buckingham yeah. Thames. I didn't. Well, oh, we they always just say East Atlanta. I guess you lose some of that uh, street cred when you throw the village on the end. Of well, it. the village is them trying to gentrify it and rebrand it. Oh, it is. Yeah. Which is why the white guy from Atlanta on my podcast said East Atlanta Village, yeah, and then when yeah, I talk yeah. to you, you go Zone Six East. Atlanta. <laughs> Uh, but no, yeah, it was funny. He talked about a little five and everything. That, that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, you can check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorby. You can check out this show's Twitter and Instagram at Sharing Press. Don't forget to head over to a new load.co to check out all the other wonderful shows on the network. Uh, Who Does a Pod running up the charts, the musical charts that is a new low, always a laugh riot. Oh my gosh, for Wednesday nights are so difficult for me to go to sleep because I have so much adrenaline. And uh, and I'm actually no, it's easy for me to go to sleep because I'm sapped of all my energy from laughing for like an hour and a half straight with those clowns over there. Um, but yeah, go uh, head over to joedorwell.com to check out my merch and my music. Headphone Joe, no, oh no, even the phone. I haven't said that in forever. Um, yeah, Brennan, let's get out of here. We got things to uh, do before we uh, just real quick before we get because this isn't something I just wanted to do a quick shout out about. Uh, Jonathan Charks. The uh, basketball writer for The Ringer died of cancer at 34. So that's going to be the shout out. Yeah, but I didn't just want to scream Jonathan Charks in case people didn't know what the hell I was talking about. But yeah, he was a really good basketball writer. I listened to him on a lot of podcasts and uh, he had cancer for the last few years, but finally succumbed to it this past Saturday. So this is why we play the game. All right. Hello. Oh, so yeah. Hello. Sorry. Threw me off. Sorry, I wanted to just throw it out there because then when I said shout out Jonathan Charks, people weren't like, who the fuck is that? RIP PB Rock as well. <laughs> <laughs>